Hey, people online, be normal. <laughs> Cheers. Hello, I'm Scum. Welcome to the Knuckered Robot <laughs> Podcast. See, I, I never think about what the intro is going to be until uh, until I'm saying it. <laughs> I don't. And in in honor of the the end of Lost Light and in memory of Skids, I guess. Oh. There you go. There's a there's a tenuous connection. Um, what do you yeah. know? It's Transformers podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the Knackered Robots podcast where we talk about Transformers and other robots. Bye. For example, sometimes we talk about Amazon Alexa. <laughs> I don't know what that is because I'm Dude, a grandma. Sorry, can I can I take that joke back? That was a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. I mean, that uh, that'll be like in Knackered Robots podcast's little brother, where we it's all like the behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. Right. Okay. Do you definitely want me to cut that out, or is this a no? Game? No, just leave it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I think that's probably enough uh, for an yeah. episode. Good afternoon, everyone. Got away with it again. Yeah, so I, as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, who are Becca. Hello, Becca. Hello. What, what, news, what news from the floor, which is where, where, you, where you are right now, as I understand it? Uh, yes, yes, lying flat on my back on my floor with my knees up, not at all feeling like a plank. And starting to wonder, like, maybe my osteopath is, like, a practical joker, and maybe she's, like, hidden a camera somewhere in my room. <laughs> She could be like, I told her to lie flat on her back with her knees in the air. I wonder if she's doing it. It's she not... is! You're going to go in the next session and be like, oh yeah, Becky, you've got to hang upside down from the ceiling like a bat. And that's going to fix all your back problems. I mean, we've got to wear a Batman costume. It helps with your posture. I told, I mean... I told Becca to lay on the floor with her knees up, and she actually did it the absolute madman. <laughs> I mean, you said you felt like a plank, but with your knees up, I think you're probably more like a Tetris shape. Yeah, I'm more like a bracket. <laughs> but there's the thing, Becca Tetris. We can like get someone to make a flash game to promote the podcast. <laughs> just like get photos of Becca doing like each Tetrarino. Like it's like one of which would just be Becca T posing, which I kind of just want to see anyway. Hey, man, Addy, this idea sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they're, the o- get, like, they're the only kind of ideas that I have. <laughs> We'll only actually reach fame once we get slapped with a huge season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, so uh, thank you, Becca, joining us live from the floor. Um, yep. Also joined by Erica. Hi. Hello. <laughs> you sound surprised, like you weren't expecting to be on a podcast. I don't. <laughs> I, get, I didn't realize we were going in alphabetical order. I guess. I'm just. I'm. I'm going like left to right. How you appear in my Skype window. <laughs> Hello everyone, it's me, Erica, the lovable rascal. That's it. <laughs> okay, fine. You could you uh, can edit in all the uh the crowd cheering later on. Yeah, like fucking like when Urkel comes in in Family Matters. Yeah. <laughs> Erica is the Urkel of this podcast. Uh uh did I do that? And finally, we're joined by Umar. Hello. Hello. Uh, just a, just a heads up. If I do sound like eight zombies, it's just because <laughs> I've been hit by the winter. 
It'll just be a slightly huskier Naked Robots this time around. So now you're a husky as opposed to a Pomeranian. Yeah. He's just going to make that goo. Ooh. <laughs> Eat shit, Erica. I got there first. I don't know what that noise was. <laughs> it sounded like Skeletor with, like... A cold? You know, some, you know, sometimes you get a really like long hair and it gets stuck up your bum and you have to pull it out. Hey, uh, actually, what? <laughs> no, just me? Okay. <laughs> Can talk about Transformers I think... <laughs> I think Matthew's just secretly come out as a husky, because that does sound like a husky problem. <laughs> We've been dogs the whole time. You can hear more observations like this in my stand-up set, where I'm just like, isn't it weird how you have to take all your clothes off to go to the toilet? What's all that about? Um, <laughs> this podcast is nominally about Transformers and robots and such. In theory. Uh, I will I will acquiesce to Erica's heartfelt pleas and talk about Transformers now, <laughs> as opposed to Skeletor hair bum situations. Sorry, I just forgot everything I know about Transformers. Yeah, so um, usually what we do, uh, in, we we, ha- we kind of have like a loose structure, and one of the things that we do is we talk about robots that we got. Now, everybody shut the fuck up, all right? Because I sat on this last episode while you all talked about your fabulous holiday that you had in Birmingham. <laughs> I was like, I thought, I thought I'd made my peace with the fact that I wasn't able to go to TFN this year. But then like a week, a week before it kicked off, I was like, oh, wait, no, I'm sad now. So I, de- I decided to treat myself. I decided to cobble together one of my personal like Transformers grails. So I now have a G1 hose head. <gasps> oh, yeah. He is a G1 fire engine man who is a headmaster. And he has a little seat that becomes a hat. And it has guns on. I did some like very, very minor restoration work to it. And now I think I'm hot shit. But <laughs> anyone who's ever like bought or searched for G1 Transformers, it's almost like a subscription service where oh, yeah. you have to just buy random components from, from different people. So I got the head and the seat from someone, and I got the body from someone else. Uh, I, I did kind of have a moment of terror because I can't remember who it was. Someone at TF Nation bought a G1 hose head, and the cab section that becomes the feet just like sheared off on their oh version so i'm fucking terrified now but um i i love this thing um i i got him some repro labels so now he's all got like shiny stickers on him and nice. i bought a silver sharpie to touch up his um face where the like some of the paints come off the autobot headmaster juniors they had thing where they didn't just have a headmaster they also have this kind of like right angle scoop that goes on top of the head that's like a helmet that becomes like a chair or something in the vehicle mode and yeah. those have, like, guns on the side, which is, you know, kind of a pain in the ass, because that's just, like, two more things to get lost between... Oh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah um, my siren only has one gun, <laughs> and will only ever have one gun. Uh, so I w- What's I was that? Like... I've only got one ear. <laughs> <laughs> I said! <laughs> um, that would explain a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I, you know, I was like, so I was like searching for like different hosehead components, and I did. See, someone was selling the head guns, but they were selling them for like thirty quid, which is about what I paid for the head and the body. So I was like, I'm alright. And then I yeah. saw someone was selling for about a fiver, uh, like three D printed reproductions of the exact same things, which oh. look, you know they look exactly the same. They're a little. You know, like, with, like, 3D printed stuff, you do sometimes get a little bit of kind of, like, graininess. 
Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm prepared to live with that. It looks perfectly fine. If, yeah. You know, it gives it a kind of like punk underground feel. Yeah, um, you're 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 an indie toy collector now. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've got a G1 hose head, and I couldn't be happier because it's the first two Transformers that I really became aware of as like things that I wanted when I was little was um, Squeeze Play and Hose Head. Mm. And I got mm. a, I got a Squeeze Play a few years ago because Squeeze Play is my favorite Transformer. And Squeeze Play is pretty great. It's fab. And I was kind of like, I've always wanted to get the hose head as well, but it's always been kind of like a back burner thing. But in in a in a, mo- in a moment of self pity, um, <laughs> I was like, do you know what? I'm fabulous. I deserve a G1 hose head. So yeah, I went, treat yourself. I went and cobbled myself one together, and now he's just absolutely gorgeous. And I I don't know where to put him on my shelves because like my Autobot shelves are just jam packed now. I don't want to just wedge him in somewhere. It, you know, there's no, there's really nowhere else for him to go. So he's kind of just lived on my table. He's like my permanent desk bot now, because like, I'm always, yes. I, I feel like I kind of just always have to keep one eye on him. It's like, <laughs> okay, you're okay. He's like, uh, okay, you're okay. It's like, it's like Woody in like Toy Story, where <laughs> he's your favorite, and then eventually you're gonna get something else that you're gonna want to be your new desk bot, and then he's gonna push them out the window, and he's gonna say <laughs> it was an accident, and it was kind of, but also it wasn't. See, in this, in this scenario, Squeeze Play would be Woody. And Hosehead would be Buzz Lightyear. Oh my god! There's a fan fiction. Free, Man, who, free to good home. Uh, when is when? Who's going to be the one to give Hosehead a personality? Oh, well, it's my, you, isn't it? Uh, shit, that is my job now, isn't it? <laughs> I tell you what, though, I'm just I was doing some uh, some some mild Wikipedia-ing because I wasn't entirely sure because I thought I knew this, but I wasn't sure. Um, turns out that Cab features no. No, sorry, Hosehead features no apparent differences from Cab, from yeah. uh, Master Force. That's... So you could just pretend it was Cab. That's kind of what <laughs> I've been doing. It's like, because I really love Master Force. Master Force is like my favorite Transformers show. Valid. Um, those, like, and Cab and Cancer, which is the Japanese. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not funny. Because he's kind of like a crab monster, I guess, is the thought behind that. But, you know. So you kind yeah. of either have to call him Cancer or give him a name that sounds like a really dodgy sex act. I'm, I'm a bit into squeeze play myself. Yeah, me too. Here on Naked Robots, we are squeeze play positive. <laughs> we, we, we are we are squeeze play on main. <laughs> so kind some... of like I've got like my two favorite guys from Master Force, so I'm kind of like I'm alright now. I don't need a G1 yeah. Grand Maximus because I've got the yeah. fancy like Titans Return one. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Incidentally, yes. uh, Hosehead's headmaster man is named Lug. Yeah, that's so... another thing. Uh, L- Lug from the uh, the Lost Light comics is based on the head, just the head <laughs> of just the tip of um, a, of, of a G one character. So nice. Uh, in terms of like of everything else, um, I I got the I got three of the deluxes from War for Cybertron Steve, which is the new. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, which is our which is which is our new generations line uh, i got hound cog and f- um flywheels who is now called skytread i think for like tax reasons yeah um, <laughs> uh, my favorite one of the wave was flywheels just because i like flywheels and i like like decepticon nobodies i like you know having another addition to my scavengers and he's just like really cool and he's like because he does the the duocon thing but not in the battle trap way they haven't like turned one guy in one guy who turned into two things into two guys who turned into things and another guy so you can't do steven universe jokes with them but 
Oh. There's a really cool, but the the cool thing is that for like the transformation, if you like, when you go from robot mode to vehicle modes, you have to separate his like top and bottom halves, and when you take off his legs, like the the tail plane, uh, the, the the tail fin of his plane mode makes him look like a robot mermaid. So it's like oh. I'm prepared Aww. to call that I'm prepared to call that a win. Um, yeah, you know what? Yeah, valid. Cog was one of the guys who came with. G1 Fortress Max was Cog the thing where it was two again it was two guys who yes. became one guy what was with that? yeah Cog was um I remember this because when I first got actually into like G1 Transformers as a as a kid uh, Fortress Maximus was my favorite because he was so big and yeah so it was two uh separate like drone vehicles I think but they both had a name like one was called Gasket and one was called Gromit not to be confused <laughs> with Wallace and Gromit <laughs> Okay. I think that one is the trousers one as well, so you can make yeah. one. <laughs> so yeah, that's. Uh, but yeah, they combine into Cog, and uh, from what I know, there's no personality among the three of them. No, yeah, we'll see about. But that's that. okay. Um, the 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 uh, the the new Cog in town, um, basically, t- is is like an accessory set that turns into a bloke. <laughs> you know, yeah, you can just. It's it's kind of like hero mashes. It's a really clever way of dealing with the problem of Cog, and also of Six Gun, who's coming out in a later wave, because mm. Six Gun literally was that in the G One as well. He was six guns. <laughs> that's why they called him that. Yeah, that's why they call. Yeah, and it's like what do they, they call, call you? Me six Gun. What do they call you, stranger? What do they call you, stranger? Seven guns. Fuck you. Fuck. But um, <laughs> I think we've just uh, I think we've just found Six Guns' personality. Yeah. <laughs> he's a cowboy. <laughs> he's Sam Elliott. Someone... I mean, Six Shots a cowboy also. Anyone with Six in their name. <laughs> I thought Six Shot was like Ninja Consultant. He's a Ninja well, Cowboy, like the guy from. He comes in, criticizes like you, and, and you don't know he's even there. Oh yeah, he's both. Yeah, like what Manny was just saying off in the distance over there. Um. <laughs> He's like he's like, he's like he's like Kinji from the Ninja, where he's like he's a cowboy ninja. Awesome. I feel like we've mentioned that specifically on this podcast. Before. Yeah, yeah, we definitely. It's been before. Yeah. I, I think it definitely has, but it's because he's such a fabulous character. Because the implication, oh, yeah. the implication is that he's a cowboy because he's American. Yeah, he's not like like they don't acknowledge that that's a, a different thing to be in America. Like, like his just, whole family. He's just from Texas. Yeah, no, specifically from Texas. I think he's just from America in like a Wild West shanty town. There's how, flashbacks. But let's howdy, please how, let's. Howdy, not partner, I'm from Seattle again. Um, okay, so yeah, so that's kind of been my like Transformers interactions. Uh, three of the deluxes. Uh, oh, also the the last one that I got was Hound, but I kind of don't really want to talk about Siege Hound because I think that honor should go to. Uh, one of my colleagues here when oh. when they get one, so we'll yeah. we'll, we'll we'll circle back to my <laughs> thoughts on Hound. Uh, I will just say the joints are so tight on the on these guys because I know we had a lot of floop mm. with some of the other <laughs> with, with with some of the Prime Wars guys, but the, like I I like when I first got the the Siege guys, I t- I tweeted uh, like a video of me like holding Hound's arm at 90 degrees from his body and shaking it and it didn't move so they've kind of i think there's been a, like a greater 
focus on QA for this. Mm. Um, to the point where I think people are like, like Flywheel's like waist joint is so tight it's breaking. So they've kind of overcorrected <laughs> and gone too far yeah. away. Yeah, I think um, our Ben. It might have been our Ben. It might have been someone else. I'm but like our Ben sure was, was ben. Talk- yeah, like on Twitter it was just like, oh well, my flywheel's his butt's just come off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you had to like stick him in the freezer or something to try and figure. Yeah. It. yeah, it didn't. It just didn't work. So, no, oh, okay. I'm not laughing at you, Ben. I, <laughs> I sorry, I, I was laughing because I was just imagining a flywheel's like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining, <laughs> like, but like surrounded by like bags of peas. Um, <laughs> right. So that'll do it for my recent acquisitions. So, pivoting now at random to Umar. Yeah. Well. Um, I have. <laughs> Sorry, just the most suggest like, oh yeah, I'm also on the show. <laughs> I was very, I was very briefly a listener of the Racket Robots podcast. <laughs> uh, now, but yeah, post post TFN, I said to myself, I bought thirty whole robots in a small weekend, so I'm gonna keep it on the down low when it comes to purchases <laughs> until TFN again, and then I'll go hog wild. So I've only bought four. Is that right? I can't count. <laughs> yeah, four Transformers. Oh. <laughs> what a very specific thing to say. Yeah, the the first one actually I got when I pretty much as soon as I got back from TFN when uh my co-host was putting the Erica in America. Uh, <laughs> I was doing that. It's um Power of the Prime's Nova Star. And I feel like um we've talked about Moon Racer before. It's just Herbert Red and Orange, which honestly is just what the doctor ordered. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty uh, good. It's, She's awesome. It's tropical moon racer. And and yeah, the, the colors are really nice. Like it does, it's like a holy personality just by like just like switching out the mint for for red and the white for orange. It's like surprisingly interesting. And like I liked her more than I thought I would. I thought I'd just put her in the girl shop and leave her be, but she's won me over. Um, I like that her gun is different as well because like Moon Racer came with like this like slender rifle, and mm-hmm. Nova Star just has like a barrel on a stick. It's like yeah. fucking Diddy Kong's <laughs> barrel guns from Smash Brothers. And incidentally, uh, the guns combine. Yeah. Do they? Fuck right. Yeah, um, they. Um, I'll, I'll let Umar t- talk more about it. Um. So yeah, the uh, the sniper rifle that comes in Moonray to plug into the big barrel and make it essentially just a bigger sniper rifle. I think Erica called it onto a, like a clips shot or something, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah, because you know you got a Nova Star, yeah. and then you know Moon Racer, Star Moon Sun. You know. Yeah. <laughs> We have fun here. We 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 like to have fun here at our at our at our funny podcast. We have some uh, approximating fun. <laughs> and the, the second one is um, a figure I have. I think I have spoken about a lot on this show, which is um, of course um, Primal's trilogy Punch Counter Punch. Um, uh, uh, Counter Punch. <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying so hard not to say that. <laughs> Love you, Theo. It's worse than the one that I would have said. Is because. When I I tried to like write I tried to think of it right like um like a day after I'd seen the video and like I wanted to tell everyone I was like oh yeah he called it uh oh what did he, what did he call it and in my head it was uh <laughs> pounch counter pounch <laughs> and that's way worse yeah. <laughs> that just sounds uh, like a porn star from like 1976 July 1976. <laughs> I'm, Not I'm, from anywhere English speaking. I, yeah, no. I, I, I kind of rem- like there was like a, a Fry and Laurie sketch where they had a guy whose surname was Counterblast, <laughs> which sounds like a Transformers name. 
It's a... Yeah, it's like it used to be Counter Wave, but they lost the trademark. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's my that's my uh, niche fandom joke for the podcast. Uh, uh, punch counter punch is like a character I have always been fascinated with since, ever since I've like be, uh, been in the fandom and collected toys. Um, and so, like to have a version of him now that can do the thing and can have joints, um, and yeah, and compose on my desk is like really cool. And what um, what thing is it that him do? Uh, he can turn from punch into counter punch, his Decepticon counterpart, or I guess his like his LARP ego. And yeah, it's like surprising how much these very the silhouette, like like the thighs. Like, everyone always makes a joke. Oh, like counter punch is just punch backwards. Everyone should be able to tell who he is just by looking at him. But it's like um, you know, the, the shoulders rearrange. Counter punch is mean shoulder pads, and then counter punch has these like I call him couch again. Uh, has these <laughs> like soft round shoulders. And obviously, like the colours, Punch has this big sort of yellow chest, and then Counterpunch is all blue and some purple. Um, and even like the thigh swivels, like they change, they they change his body lines and stuff. It's really impressive. Yeah, um, it's really clever how it's done. It's like I imagine, like in universe, it's like a fucking like a Clark Kent Superman type. Yeah, thing yeah. Changes <laughs> posture and everything, and 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 also there's like the thing where it's like you think Counterpunch is a fucking Autobot? Are you an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> Look at him, <it's> so evil. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Look at him. Yeah, because like his his whole was his whole thing that he was a spy, and mm-hmm. he could ha- he could be an Autobot or a Decepticon. To this day, I don't know which side he was actually on, and I kind of wonder if even he knew. Ooh. As well, like, he was like he was introduced when Galvatron was in charge, and Galvatron could barely tell like which of his troops were his troops. Yeah. He so I I, I think he could probably go in in the wrong uniform, and everyone else is staring at him like shit. That's an Autobot, and Galvatron just sees no difference. It's like Galvatron is like, ah, you you, you slew an Autobot and took his badge. Excellent work, <laughs> soldier. I. I'm I'm thinking more about it because like when he shows up in the rebirth, which is the only time he ever shows up in American media before you know the year 2000. Um, he I'm pretty sure he basically says like okay, um, so firstly this just proves how really really dumb uh, Pounce and Wingspan are because like he was hanging out with those two specifically as Counterpunch and he was like Galvatron needs you to do something. and he's like okay but watch out yeah. <laughs> I hear that I hear that 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 guy. Punch, who is my counterpart, I hear he's nearby. And they're like, yeah. okay. And then he goes out the door, transforms, comes back in the room, and they're like, it's Punch! <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really stupid of them. But also, it's like, wait, he specifically said, like, his counterpart, so it's like, so they know that there's another guy <laughs> who is like... <laughs> they don't know what the connection is, I guess, because I guess... Oh, fucking dude. <laughs> yeah. I just like to think that maybe Decepticons are just, like, really gullible. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, hey, guys, my Autobot counterpart, he's around somewhere. And they're, like, fully, like, straight-faced. Oh, thanks, mate. We'll keep an eye out. <laughs> I, I, love, I hear it. Uh, I love the fact he's that... He's around. Like... Wink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like the idea of him mentioning his Autobot counterpart and someone's just like, eh, we've all got one. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, Pounce and Wingspan... They literally do, uh, what are they called? Fast Clash and... What's his nuts and the other guy? <laughs> yeah. They were like the absolute... They were like, oh, dude, I feel you, man. Hey, if you ever want to talk about it. <laughs> and then he just come in and I'm like, oh, fuck! So basically, like, from their perspective, what happened was 
Counterpunch left the room and then walked back into it backwards. Yeah. And they lost their shit because they thought it was a different guy. Yeah. You know where they call it? The, the, the Xbox 360. <laughs> <laughs> it turned 360 degrees and walked away. <laughs> That's, that's like that would be like the equivalent of Becca talking about her counterpart, Counter Becca, and then leaving the room, <laughs> and then just walking back into the room backwards, but like with her glasses on the back of her head. <laughs> it's like, hi, it's me, Counter Becca. Look at my beard. <laughs> uh, guys, sorry, I gotta go to the bathroom. One second, let me just gotta go to the bathroom. Quick, for real, and this isn't a bit. Let me go to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, what excellent japes is Erica about to pull off? <laughs> Ah, it's me, Counter Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to take over the fuck. <laughs> that, that's that's like so. What do you think this is? A gamer YouTube? <laughs> I was gonna say that's very that's very 2009, Erica. <laughs> uh, it's just Erica wearing goggles. Yeah, it's very internet uh, reviewer. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to reviewing this comic book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, like we do goof about it, and it's very funny. But like the the transformation between robot modes is very fun, and the whole thing is like um, hand feel finger candy. Like um, mm. the amount of times, like absentmindedly turned it back from punch to counter, put it back on my desk, and then did it again. It's just like everything's all like clickety, and it's like ah, yeah. this is what it's about. It's so weird. Yeah, it's like it's, it's easy, but they're very distinct. So it's like, and they're both. It's still a good toy. It's not like one of those. Yeah. Like, where it's like, oh, you can do it in like one second, but what's the point? Because both yeah. modes look awful. And uh, I guess just one thing to talk about, this is like a very minor thing, but he comes with one of those hand-foot guns. Mm. Um, like, uh, Not hand-foot guns, sorry. He just comes with like the Prime Armor hand. And because he was a Prime Wars toy, he has like a, uh, an un- a revealable like port in, his, in either chest. But mm. that also means that he has a port on either back. So if you just put the Prime Armor on his back in either mode, it covers up the other chest plate. So it's like, nobody would ever know. Nobody would ever know. Man, I am holding his Prime armor, and I forgot he came with it, and also <laughs> that he came with Primer. It was don't just worry, like, I think Primer's just like the less cool Solus Prime, and I put him on my shelf, and that was it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. Oh, shit, uh, I just read. I, I got the um the Blast-Off from the same, because they released, like, three, like, special boxes. Three special yeah. boys, which was technically four special boys. My um, three lovely uncles. <laughs> Yeah, I've just realized that the blast stuff that I got has like a Megatronus in the box that I've left there. I've just gone, cool blast stuff, and then just wing the box across the room. <laughs> like, I'm done with you, box. You have no further surprises for me. Um, that, uh... that blast stuff is pretty cool because it's based on the um, Unite Warriors one. So it's like a, it's like a Vegemite Beluga with wings. Um, yeah. So... That's, a, that's a very specific thing you just said. <laughs> Look at it and tell right. Look at that and tell me that it's wrong, though. No, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not discounting your. You know, your experiences are valid just as much as mine. <laughs> when you said "look at that," did you hold him up? <laughs> no, no, I meant no, no, Becca. I understand how radio works. I don't. <laughs> I saw it. Is the thing. <laughs> They held it up to the microphone, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, but you mentioned four things you got who are uh, yeah, Transformers. So the third and fourth one are like, uh, I feel like a culmination of my character arc on this podcast. 
because as you may have known, the um, the Capsule Velocitron set recently started showing up um, home bargains all across this shitty rainy island of ours. Um, and some very, very nice people like our Jacob Saber Doctor 42 managed to beat the scalpers and pick up some sets to split for people. And obviously, I got the quick switch because I'm a big quick switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah obviously. Yeah. Obviously. The quick switch. That's, what, that's one that everyone wanted. Yeah. That's the only one anyone wants. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, now, goose aside, I did finally, finally, finally get a Nautica. Yay! you got edit in the applause. Um, <laughs> no, it will just be and... me clapping. <laughs> Mate, I might like I might like duplicate it and overlap it so yeah. it sounds like more people. You do contain <laughs> multitudes <laughs> and multiple dudes. Wink. <laughs> and yeah, she is everything I hoped she'd be and more. It's like I, I got the blur mold and um, it was it was good. Like I got the Takara blur, which is really nice from uh, TFN. But yeah. every time I transformed it, I was like, this would be really nice in purple with. <laughs> turbines and it is turns out <laughs> and i was and i was saying this on twitter but people people always complaining about nautica's like she's not exactly on model um yeah. and to me i kind of like that because it's like she's got all the things she needs she's got the turbine she's got the chest she's got the head she's got like her big her big moon boots but it's all like simplified so it's like you can actually it's actually more readable as a design and yeah. it feels like I said I said th- I said like hypothetical G one Nautica like she'd been with Fortress Maximus and his mates the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Or like, like you can put her next to your other like modern robots and she doesn't look immediately like a yeah. fucking like out of place. Yeah, she fits right in. And also it feels like it feels like I guess Nautica, if Jack Lawrence had been able to design her from the ground up. Oh yeah. And that you, you all know I love me some Jack Lawrence. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she's great and then um our Jacob was an absolute legend. Also threw in, as we mentioned before, what's his nuts? The clone. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that one's fast flash. Yeah, that is fast lane. Um, and also the Titan Master Rodimus, who surprisingly, who's kind of surprisingly cool because he's got like this die cast and like he's got a good weight in your hands. He's got that good like weight stim. Yeah, um, it's very good. And fast flash, unfortunately, is also like the least interesting clone because his brother Cloudraker is a journalist with anxiety, which, like, same. And <laughs> and this guy, as far as I can tell, just does stunts. That's his whole personality. <laughs> He's just it's, stunt, oh, it's, it's fucking eject and rewind all over again. <laughs> like, he likes to do stunts. I do sports! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, like, he doesn't even do sports. He just drives. That's his whole thing. He's a car. I do sports. <laughs> I have depression. We're twins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even though he's like his personality is kind of nothingy, he's still kind of fun in that like kooky, kooky G one kind of way. And oh, I yeah. have done all sorts of vulgar things with him and his various Titan Master forts <laughs> and his robusty. <laughs> I can't say that. I was hoping. I was hoping that you'd forgotten about that. <laughs> I took. I took that the fuck fo- censored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Just gonna. Like... I'm gonna beef that. Let's put the transformation noise over it. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, a lot of fun with Chaos and Velocitron. And I feel like <laughs> um I feel like getting Punch, Counter Punch and Nautica, it feels like the kind of thing at a show where somebody's like, Oh, I'm two days away from retirement. <laughs> and I'm gonna go on a nice holiday with my family, like I'm gonna die next episode. 
my last assignment before I retire is just doing a routine check of this nitroglycerin plant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, so that's all. That's all the uh, transformers I got. Um, I also did go to another convention uh, after TFN, which was called um, MCM London, which was great. Got to hang out with our Dale, Evo Changer. Oh, with yeah. that to see him. He actually got the best con hall by getting engaged on that day. Absolute ledge. Congrats, oh, Dale. And legend. Hey. Once again, yeah. I'm going to cut this out, but I, I thought when you said that, I thought you said con hall. <laughs> yeah, he got that too. Because Skype glitched, and I thought he said he got the best con hall. And it's like, I'm not going to interrogate what that means. <laughs> uh, corn, corn is like a big thing now of the anime. So, uh, Hi, folks. And I also... want, folks, I want to talk to you about corn. Yeah. The sponsor of the Nakata Robots podcast. So the you more you what... talk about it, the less he can cut out cleanly. Yeah. Do you know what's really Nakata Robots? Corn. <laughs> Hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave all of this in without the setup. Very good. So, Very yeah. good. <laughs> Well, yeah, I also got to hang out with um, my very good friend Zeech, and I think his influence, what with him not being a Transformers person, maybe influenced me because I actually came away from a con without having bought any Transformers. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. I did, however, yeah. Oh, oh no. Get my hands on a very special robot, uh, which is a Gundam, which is not something I normally do. Oh. And it is. It is the one Gundam that everybody ever acts <laughs> me in whenever they see it. It is, of course, the um, the Grimoire Red Beret from uh, Gundam Build Divers, the thing Matty keeps trying to get me to watch. I've mentioned it once or twice. <laughs> mm. um, and, Shut up, and, yeah, <laughs> and it is perhaps the most on-brand thing I haven't made myself. Like yeah. it, is a, it is a blocky robot, which is green, and it's got white stars, and it's got little baby boys in its back, and it's got a red <laughs> freaking beret, and it's piloted by a small white creature. Oh, furry creatures. Yeah, it's it's shocking, actually. Yeah, like I'm, I'm slightly concerned. It's like, <laughs> it's, got, it's like Gridman, but me specifically. It's like if, it's like if there, someone was like, oh yeah, uh, there's actually... Um, there's actually a Gundam that is bright blue, is a skeleton, and also fox girls. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like yeah, scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I know. Yeah, what, like... I know what I'm getting, Erica, for the the winter gift times. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say like if there is a Gundam like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Nobody. Nobody at Erica about this. I've got this covered. Uma, oh. Please continue. Okay. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm not I'm not really a Gundam person, but like you know, I, I saw a lot of, like Thew's videos, and he seemed to have a good time with his model kits, and you know, he has a good time with everything. Bless him. Uh, uh, and I kind of got these you know sprues out. It's kind of intimidating at first, but I got these clippers out, and I had like I think it spent like four hours or like a, a like a couple of mabim bams doing it. Yeah, it was really fun. Like you know, watching it all cut together. I feel like oh, I did that. Yeah, so absolutely. Was, like, all those blemishes and cuts are mine. I did those with my big yeah. clumsy ham hands. <laughs> um, it's unique. Yeah. There's no other like it. It's yeah, and I, I, I put the uh, the star on the shoulder when, they, when the instructors told me to put them on the legs because, you know, I'm yeah, a mouse. Like, you know. Yeah, fuck yeah. The yeah. Do you see the influences? Do you yeah. see the homage? Yeah. <laughs> this is my design. And yeah, it's like it's just really pretty piece as well. Like uh, the, the titular... I guess the the red beret in its name 
It's got like this um, a very sort of hollow hollow foil blue sticker over translucent plastic, and it's got like this really shiny effect. It's like very pretty to look at, even if the joints are evidently not meant for playing with. <laughs> oh yeah. Because hot damn it's... will this boy fall apart if you look at him funny. Mm. Good mm. to start for playing with there for posing and photographing. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure some of them are slightly better for it, though. Mm. Yeah, the there are some, like, the the really, really small SD ones that come with, like, candy toys that are made for preschoolers. Those are a good Oh, yeah. Those are pretty good. Because they're slightly more robust. Uh, I got I got one of those the other, like, the other week, and it was one of the tiny little pink bear guys. Oh, the bear, the bear guys. I love those. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, Umar, because I only recently got into Gundams myself uh, because of our, our friend Rose, who sent me a couple on my birthday mm. uh, last year. Um, okay, so I guess not a recent thing, really. But, um, you know, yeah, it's like it's really satisfying to, like... Because I, I, I grew up with Lego and stuff, and Lego is such a, you know, a big part of my life. But it's like everything's you know, a specific part and it's more like using these different parts to create something unique, but like with a Gundam, every single part is like bespoke and like it feels there's like a clear intention here and it's like mm. you're you're following it through and you're like Woo ha Yeah Me do that I do this Yeah. I also got into Gundams this year um because I watched uh Fuse video where he built the RX-78, which is the classic mm. Gundam design. I don't want to sound like I'm like disparaging Few. This isn't the kind of like, well, if he can do it, anyone can. But it was kind of like a thing where I realized that this is something that I've always wanted to do, but I've kind of had too much brain garbage. Because like, I always wanted to like have a go doing model kits when I was little, but my family, oh, wouldn't, yeah. my family wouldn't let me because my uncle, when he was a kid, got like an airfix kit of a Spitfire and he threw a Tanty and broke it when he fucked it up. So my family were just like, no, you can't have a model kit because you'll just do the same thing. And it's like, maybe I'm not an arsehole, though. Yeah. <laughs> have you considered that? But so I feel like for years I've kind of had this thing that it's like, oh, you know, that, that's that, that's enough for the likes of me. But then uh, I watched Theo do his first Gundam video and it's like, that looks cool as shit. I'm going to I'm gonna give that a go. And now, uh, now I've got like, I've got like 20 Gundams in the space of like three months. It's funny. I uh, I actually remember that there was a similar thing with my not not immediately similar, but I wasn't really allowed to have proper model kits outside of Lego, because um, one time uh, for Christmas when I was very young, uh, my dad got me like a really big ass. I mean, it probably wasn't that big. I was like tiny at the time, but my dad got like a big Gundam for cheap, and then he opened it up and it was on Christmas, and it was like, oh, I have to build it, and he couldn't build it, so he was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> You can't have these anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean, Matty, because like, it's basically this, it was the same thing with me, because like, people were always asking me in this picture, the Grimoire Reberry. I was like, oh, it's funny, it's nice, yeah, I'm never going to get that, but cool. And then, then I saw, I watched these video videos, and he is obviously having such a good time with it. Um, And, and you know, there's, there's, you know, there's kind of like elitist thing, elitist kind of impression with Gumpla. Like, people always, like, panel lining and stuff. And it's like, oh, oh you yeah. do that. You've got to have some clippers, maybe Sandy a nail nuts. file if you could find one, and, you know, have a good time. And I did. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm very much doing the same thing. I, I love putting, like, Gundam kits together now because I'm, I'm also doing it as kind of, like, therapy almost because it's, like, one, it chills me out, and two, I've got, like, fucked up motor skills because of my depression. 
like like my brain big got mood. that big mood. My, my brain mm-hmm. got that fucked that it's affected like how it, like my ability to do like finesse stuff. So like I do like models and Lego and stuff as a way to like you know you know it's like yeah. doing stuff with fine details. It's a way of like retraining my body or like you know maintaining the ability to do like fine motor stuff. Uh, and also they're robots and they look cool as shit. Mm-hmm. That's also a very good point. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna get another Gundam because I feel like this yeah, one yeah, is yeah. the most me thing. And ex- you, you stop that. I feel like I, should, I feel like I should tell you that um, the grim, the grim, grit, the grimoire, 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 red beret is based on the grimoire from Gundam Reconquista in G. And the the original kit comes with a white face and purple eyes. Yeah, I saw that one. It looks really nice. It's, yeah. uh, it's got some kind of Islamic derived name if memory serves. But mm. uh, but yeah, it's like I feel like this is like the most me thing to 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 ever exist. So I'm gonna like put it on my hound shelf and be like, oh, I did that. <laughs> oh, that that were me. I've just yeah. looked it up, and apparently it's based on um, uh, an American uh, Gundam model called Jahannam. Yeah, that's, um, hell. Oh. <laughs> it sure fucking is, huh? Oh, yeah, like Ghana. This, this is my robot, hell. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the kind of names that these come up with. Yeah. I was one of the people, uh, one of the many people who was bombarding Umar with this kit because I just found it because I just put like Gundam into eBay and to see what there was and then I saw that and I was like I know who needs to see that I've had a similar thing where I, I also got into um, LBX Little Battlers Experience or Dan Ball Senki if you're a weeb which is like a similar it's kind of like a similar thing but it's for kids it's like model kits but they're not as involved as Gundams and you don't need clippers you can just twist them off the sprues and I one of those I got the Joker Mark 2 which is like a slutty clown <laughs> and I was like well I feel seen um, yeah. <laughs> it's like a sort of classic like sort of jester harlequin but it's wearing like it looks like it's wearing like a garter belt and high heels and it's got a massive axe and i'm like yeah that's me i do that um, well i just looked <laughs> it up and now i realize yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no you do that as well <laughs> oh no <laughs> chaos chaos <laughs> What have you done? So, right. That is me banging on entirely too long about five five robots. No, it's it's great. It's it sounds like you're having a it sounds like you're living your best life, which is I am exactly the life that you deserve. And once I get my my salary monies in from my new job, I'm gonna really? start living that even more. Yes, well, the capitalism. This bitch got employed. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so pivoting, Erica. Hello. Hello. Thank you for I'm Eric, the lovable again. rascal. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, we did that. <laughs> it, yeah, we did it an hour ago. It probably bears repeating. Erica, what do you get? Where have we got? What do you bring um, in for show and tell? You know, I haven't actually gotten very much recently since uh, getting back from America. I've been meaning to, uh, you know, like, save money, especially for Christmas. But I have bought myself a bunch of stuff for Christmas, so that didn't really... Generally go well, but um, I did get one thing based on a whim because I saw it on a sales group on Facebook, and I was like, well, when am I ever going to see this again? And it was, uh, do y'all remember Alternators? Mm-hmm. Yeah, God. Well, back in Alternators, the Japanese line was called Binaltech, 
where they were basically the same, except I think all the car parts are metal. Yeah, yeah. And in Vinyl Tech, they happened to do a repaint exclusive to the Japanese market that was RC. Ooh. So I saw Vinyl Tech RC on a sales group, and I was like, oh, go on, man. And I did, and she's brilliant. <laughs> like, not brilliant in the sense of, like, good. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly so, like, what you Like, mean. look, if you've ever messed with an alternator. <laughs> so I... I because I only had – before this, I only had one alternator, and that was Shock Blast. Mm-hmm. Shock Blast. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I got that back when I was, like, 14, and I was like, this is a pain in the ass. Yeah. I like it, but it's a pain in the ass. It's, like, clearly, like, it's way too over-engineered for its own good, but also under-engineered in certain spots. But I definitely um, – <laughs> I, I, I got it. I got this uh, like yesterday or the day before, and I figured it out. It's not like hard. It's just like, jeez, like it's clearly it's it's based around. Would you call it the gimmick? The gimmick of it being a realistic model-esque car with opening doors and trunks and with like actual seats and interior. Is that a gimmick? I'd call it. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. I guess it technically is a gimmick because it's like that's what makes people want them. Yeah, it's his whole. That's his whole thing. Yeah, and it's good, is the thing. It's really cleverly designed. Like, it has, like, fucking, like, all the alternators, they have, like, what do you call it? Is it two-wheel drive? In the front wheels of the car, like, they, they turn, and, like, in unison? Like, they've got, like, an armature inside there. And, like, these parts, they split apart for to form the legs, but there's, like, an armature that connects. So, but like, you turn the, the wheel, you turn one of the wheels, and it turns the other one. And it's like, whoa! Oh, uh-huh. Wow! <laughs> this one is, like, because, uh... RC is the Honda S2000, which, by the way, it's kind of an ugly car, but it's all right. The point is, like, it's like a convertible, so it actually comes with, like, you can take the roof off, and you can put a little, like, folded roof, like, there, and it's like, oh, it's a convertible now, with pink seats. And I kind of, I'm kind of in love with it. Like, it's not a good toy. It's not a good toy. You can't really play with it. I think... Any toy of RC is a good toy, but mm. it's just like there's, there's a sliding scale of good RCs, I guess. Oh, yeah. There's an RC oh, yeah. spectrum. Yeah. One day I'll have a good RC. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really <laughs> let's, – let's, I'll be real. I actually really like every RC that I've got, which is not a huge amount. I know. Imagine. But, yeah, like, I know, we, we, we rag on how fucking weird and horny the, uh, the Generations RC mold is, but it is technically good. Yeah, that's the like, annoying thing about it. It's just like I can get into like, a lot of cool poses, and it's clearly like very cleverly engineered. But I can also tell it is very horny. Like, yeah, just stop that. I don't need to see this robot's molded butt crack. I don't need to see a <laughs> like, little belly square button. robot belly button. Yeah, I appreciate the level of engineering prowess, but but to what end and <laughs> at what cost? You know. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, Vinyl Tech uh, RC, I'll tell you what, actually, that's not completely true, because before that, I got another RC, which is the Q Transformers one, who is tiny. And she's actually a better toy than the Vinyl Tech RC, (laughs) despite being, you know, much cheaper, much smaller, but she is is much newer, so I can can respect it, I can respect it. But what's, um, this is like a really weird uh, nitpick, but they're different car models, and I know that that's like, I know you're thinking to yourself... What? 
what does that matter? And it's like, well, a lot of the ones that were alternators that got Q Transformers, they actually kept the same car model, like, uh, you know, like Smokescreen, I think. Yeah, when I'm, he got I'm, one, it's basically sure, the same. I'm pretty sure they did a Q Transformer of Alternator's Convoy with whatever car he turned into. No, that was actually the alt- Alternity, because that one was like an actual sports mm, car. Yeah, oh, who can keep track? I, uh, it's, val- it's valid, it's valid. <laughs> yeah. Alternity... <laughs> Alternity is just as much, if not even more, of a fucking headache. Like, I've got one alternative figure, and it's Banzai-Tron, who is a repaint mm. of Starscream. Ooh, that thing's pretty. It's pretty, and it's a really cool car. But fucking... Oh, dude. <laughs> it's like, imagine all the fucking weird shit that's going on with alter- alternators, except it's, like, three-quarters the size... So you have to be in there, like, with your fucking big, enormous person hands. And you're like, oh, but what if I break it? And you will. You will. Even if you haven't yet, you will. I haven't broken it yet. I will. I know I will. I know, but, like, I'm leaving it there. I'm leaving it there on the shelf. And he looks really nice. He's hanging out with uh, Bludgeon. Good for him. Um, And it's like, I know but one of these days I'm going to see him. And I'm going to be like, huh, I haven't played with you in a while. I wonder why. And I'm going to take it down from the uh, thing. And I'm going to try to turn it into a fucking car or, like, that weird car with wings thing that it has going on and I'm going to break something off. I just am. And I'm yeah. going to be like, well, that's a problem for future, Eric. Pilot Tech RC is very nice. And that's all. That's what. That's good. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of not in any rush to get like the, because they did, because I'm pretty sure the, the Banzitron is like, it's re, it's like a redo of the Starscream. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, of course, where there is a Starscream, there is usually a Thundercracker. And there is. I'm kind of not in any rush to get that. One, it's a car, which is weird. Like, like, it's uh, a nice car. Thundercrack is not a car. It's a fucking plane. G1. He does still have the wings, though. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that, that, is, that is pretty cool. Uh, but I'm kind of like... It's like, I've looked at pictures, and I think that's probably enough. Yeah. So, yeah kind of just gone, yeah. oh, yeah. It would have been pretty cool, actually, if the Q-Transformers... Like, okay, like, I really like that in Q-Transformers, they went and made, like, an actual Seeker mold for all the Seekers and then yeah. Jetfire, I guess. I did get the um, cracker of that. I was I needed one of them. Oh, yeah. You're in too deep at this point. Not to. Um, but I, it would have been cool to, like, have, like, the convoy thing where it was, like, there's two versions where one of them actually is the alternative one. That'd be neat. Like, a little little Q-Transformer um, Mitsuoka Orochi. Like, that car that kind of looks like an mm. HR Giger Stingray. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, yeah, for, for like, a, star, a seeker that turns into a car, the Mitsuoka Orochi is, like, a really good car for that. Oh, yeah. It's, like, so fucking characterful. The kind of car you look at and you feel like it's calling you a bitch at all times. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's a really shitty car, though. Oh, yeah, but I think, I think that's that's not the point with these, like, concept cars. They're, they're no, like, yeah. Like, yeah. It looks fucking awesome. Yeah. It doesn't need to be good. This just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Becca? You fool. You big <laughs> Megatron ass. What have you gotten? I wonder. Um, I wonder! I, I, I like, Hi, this is a regular segment of the show we like to call Megatron Corner. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So before the show, like, we were just gearing up. I was thinking, oh, I need to talk about, like, one figure that I've bought since the last podcast. Which then just, like, took me down the rabbit hole of how many Megatrons have I actually bought? <laughs> The last podcast, and I think the answer is seven. Oh my god, <laughs> that's positively restrained. <laughs> it actually is, yeah. Um, it, it's not my fault. I went to a toy fair. Uh, last it's not weekend. your fault. 
No, it's not my fault. And the guy there sold me four of them. So it's technically <laughs> his fault. Um, oh, yeah. like the, the thing I did want to mention, though, is uh, I got a random notification on Twitter, and it was a guy that I'd never spoken to, and he was asking if anyone liked Megatron. And <laughs> one of my followers had then tagged me and said, yeah, she does. <laughs> I was like, okay. And he DM'd me and he said, oh, I got this like this Megatron thing. Uh, it, it's I can just send it to you in an envelope. Do you want it? And I said, yeah. And it arrived. It's just a picture. It's a photo from a press kit of Frank Welker stood in front of movie Megatron in a card doing a kind of fierce pose. <laughs> and I just said through the post, having completely forgotten about this conversation, I couldn't remember that this conversation happened. And he just opened it and opened it. And it was like, oh, so- Someone, someone understands me. <laughs> Becky just running out into the street, just whirling around, going, "Who did this? Go <laughs> <Show> yourself, <laughs> Frank. Is that you?" Um, uh, <laughs> I do also really like the uh, mental image of somebody saying, "Like, who likes Megatron?" And then everyone at Becky's is just like invader of the body snatcher star like pointing at her and like screaming. <laughs> everyone, as one, just slowly rotates. <laughs> that did legit happen because when the colour shots came up of Flame Toys uh, Autobot Megatron kit the, the Gundam like Transformers kit uh, I got seven people throughout the day just kept spamming me like have you seen this so, like yes I'm aware that this exists I check certain websites I know Yeah. even at one point the fourth person I retweeted I was like yes look yeah they're doing this please stop tweeting me and people are still tweeting even if I'm trying to be good, I can't get away. The, the second the Flame Toys Thundercracker becomes available, I'm going to know about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got I got sent that Megatron too for very different reasons. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, look, this is when you can dismember your foul deeds. <laughs> oh my god, you could there... and you could paint him all pixelated. You could get yeah. a small battery cap. Action photo shoot. Me and, you could do me one and, better. Because uh, <laughs> there's like Ben collab. Yeah, because I was going to say, because there's that, there's that guy on Twitter who just like, he just literally deeps fries Gundams. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why he does that. We don't know, we don't know why he's doing it, but he's the best there is at it. <laughs> That's true. Nobody does it better because nobody else does it. <laughs> Well, that's not strictly true, though. Well, no, of course there have there have been um, homage. What did Ben Deep throw in that video? It was like, like a I... fucking galaxy shifter or something. Yeah, it's galaxy shifter. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Ben Waspshot, friend of the show, and uh... <laughs> what, what's the fucking bullshit? Uh, the Heston Blumenthal term. <laughs> Food technicians. Are... The, the Heston Blumenthal of TF Twitter. Oh, ben. <laughs> I can see the resembles. My name is Chef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the the Megatron's then back. Sorry, it's just when you when you first started that. Like, first of all, that photo of Frank Welker you got is cool as shit. Second, though, when you did start the story, it was like a guy that I'd never met messaged me on Twitter. I'm like, stories that start like that are always good. But like, yeah. this one actually beat the odds and did actually turn out to be good. In that time span, I have had another guy that I didn't know messaged me on Twitter who I eventually had to block, who then went on to harass lots of other people uh, who they all had to block. So, you know, it, it, I had a good guy, I had a bad guy. Like, you take the, the good, you take is, the bad. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, it, it's quite a range of Megatrons as well. 
it, it's not just like G1 a Megatron. It's a smorgasbord of Megatron. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cheese board of The cornucopia of Megatron. <laughs> yeah. Um, and quite a few of them belong to the Beastverse because I've been watching Beast Wars again. I like started it last year. I did the thing where you binge something like all day and then you never touch it again. Like you get halfway through, but you don't finish it. So I thought I'll, I'll finish it, which was a mistake. Because now I love Beast Wars too. Damn. Sorry, it, it was just dropped something into, into the group chat, which is marvellous. It, it's fantastic. I'm being called out verbally and in text. That's, that's, um, just, that's just for us. I'm trying to pick one just to talk about, because all seven are interesting, but for different reasons. Like, one of them is just a bright orange and blue Megatron that someone found in China. But like the equivalent of 90p in a tomb. He turns to a really bad a tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, bro- they broke like a four thousand year old pot, and it was just in there baked into it. <laughs> you, if you hold it up to your ear, it starts whispering curses at you in a long dead language. <laughs> in Frank Welker's voice. <laughs> in Frank Welker's voice, as Scooby Doo. Um, <laughs> What a career the man has had. Please continue. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to talk about Armada Megatron. So as what? well, I started talking, I started watching Armada as well. I kind of stopped watching Armada because Rad is in it. And like, valid <laughs> of you. Say no more. <laughs> like, I tried to mute all the times he was on screen, but I just ended up <laughs> at the end of the episode, I didn't know what was going on because I've missed so much dialogue. It's because he couldn't I tell you about the Transformers, Becca. He just <laughs> wanted to tell you about the Transformers and you wouldn't yeah. let him. No fucking, no fucking shit you missed out on the plot. He's telling it to you. I, I do love that, like, Armada Optimus Prime generally seems to hate the humans and just sort of, like, politics being there. He just has, he has no filter. Like, Prime, like, Transformers Prime Optimus was also very tired, but he at least tried to be civil. Whereas Armada, Armada Optimus Prime is like, I hate all of you and I wish you, I wish you would die, but I can't let you die because this is a cartoon for kids. <laughs> Um, he's just like putting, yeah. he's just like putting cigarettes out on the backs of people's hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do about it? Oversized cigarettes, it just burns their whole face off. <laughs> he doesn't even smoke, is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's just doing he's it to make a point. <laughs> yeah. So uh, last weekend, I went down to uh, Fording Bridge, which is a lovely village in, I think, Hampshire. It's, it's just outside Salisbury and there's a lovely guy there called Dave Tree and he owns a shop called All the Cool Stuff and opposite that is a town hall and in the town hall he runs lots of really cool toy shows and this is the first one that he's run that like had basically no theme it was just a toy collector's fair anyone could come along and sell the toys and as long as they were like vintage as in before 2000 pretty much you could sell whatever you wanted and there's a lovely lovely guy called Stuart um, and he came along with basically half his Transformers collection that he wanted to sell which comprised a lot of Megatrons. Uh, a lot of mint in sealed box stuff. Like there was a mint in sealed box Nemesis Prime uh, from R.O.D. Just looked amazing. Uh, and a Thunderclash, which he was selling for £40 and no one bought, despite the fact that he was G1 Thunderclash. He was still in one piece and still transformed fine and had all his bits. <laughs> and no for £40? Pounds. For £40. He still has it. Maybe they were just afraid of taking it home. Yeah. Because like, I talked to Stuart about it, like the gold plastic syndrome. He's like, no, I've transformed this guy loads of times. He's fine. I think I think nobody wants to be the guy who breaks the two of Thunderclash. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Imagine the fucking feeling of like you buy it and you're like, oh, it's like imagine some person who's like always wanted Thunder Clash, I guess. And it's like, oh, my God, this is it. It's perfect. I only have $40 left in my pocket for this convention. It's Thunder Clash. It's got all the bits. It's in perfect nick. Oh, I'm going to take this home. And then, like, you're on the fucking tube home, and someone, like, bumps into you, and you fucking shatters on the floor. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, like, I would fucking, I would literally, I would oh! throw myself off a bridge. It'd be like, um, that, that one episode of The Twilight Zone, where Burgess Meredith is, like, <laughs> the last man on Earth. But he, That's like, everyone's fair. died in the nuclear war, but he finally has time to read, and then his glasses break, and he's like, it's not fair. It's time now. Right, a G1 Thunderclash. That has survived and has been transformed several times and hasn't disintegrated. Shit is haunted. Thing is fucking yeah. haunted. It <laughs> has a demon living in it, and people were right yeah. not to buy it. But then we were talking about gold plastic syndrome. Uh, Stuart, uh, me, and uh, Andrew Carnecki, who uh, sometimes runs the In Demand Toys stuff, uh, In Demand Toys thing. If you've been there at TF Nation, because I also bought like one of my Megatrons that I bought is a transmetal. Megatron, obviously, which uh, everyone keeps telling me has gold plastic syndrome. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It has brown plastic syndrome. It's right there on TF Wiki. Come on, guys. Brown? Jesus. Yeah, it has brown plastic syndrome. Brown. 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 <laughs> um, and I, I bought him in dinosaur mode. I thought, fuck it. I'm going to turn him into a robot. If he breaks, so be it. And I transformed him, absolutely shitting myself because he was 40 quid, coincidentally. <laughs> And, like, I was at my parents' house, and both of my parents were supposed to be watching Judge Judy, which is what was on the television, but both of them were watching me <laughs> instead. Like and fucking... Dad just kept saying that he wanted it to break to see what my reaction would be. Shit. Yeah. Thank you. So thank, telling... thank you, man who gave me life. Yeah, thanks, Dad. You're the one who has to glue it back together if it breaks. Um, <laughs> but then, so I was, I was having this conversation at the toy fair with Stuart and Andrew, and Andrew was like, he didn't know that Transmetal Megatrons were supposed to break because he's handled about 10 of them in his life and, like, transformed them forward and backwards and, like, shoved them in bags and stuff, and they've never broken. And I've just come to the conclusion that he's basically a warlock, and that's his, like, <laughs> super special ability. He's the fucking Transmetal Megatron Whisperer. <laughs> yeah, exactly! My, uh, and it did come <laughs> off mine, it snapped. So... <laughs> I mean, that would explain a lot. <laughs> yeah, that Thunderclass shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would, no, it wasn't him. It, it wasn't his Thunderclash, but he should oh, have bought it. Apparently, he's he, like the world's luckiest guy. He, but he was in the room. It was benefiting from his like radiation. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a totem. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Stuart uh, bought loads of box toys, and I was kind of eyeing up like basically everything that he had on display because he had basically the last twenty years of Transformers plus some G one, and most of it was mint in sealed box. It, and his prices were really reasonable. And I went over to buy Robot Masters Megatron, who is Beast Wars Megatron redone as a deluxe. Uh, it's basically the same toy as his original Beast Wars toy, but it's a bit more animation accurate. And he's um, little. And he's tiny. He's so small. He's lovely. But no, but less, I, but no less angry. <laughs> no less angry. No. No less full of himself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ego's still the size of a planet. But also it's on more a concentrated. <laughs> <laughs> It's more dense. <laughs> um, but yeah, while I was over there buying him, I, on a whim, I picked up Armada Megatron because it's the only one I'd seen that actually had both antlers still. Like, all the ones on eBay have either one or neither. And that bothers me because animation accuracy. So I bought him and he came with the little leader one as well, who's just adorable. And out of all the Megatrons I've bought in the last 
time since the last pod- podcast, including Mega Dragon, who's the big red Transvaal 2 one. Mm. He's my favorite because he's just so much fun. I like, can I, I can vouch for that. Yeah, they're just really good. Fun. Like I really am glad that Transformers seems to be going back to that at least with Siege or Steve or Sieg, um, <laughs> with like having Transformers covered in ports that you can stick things to. Because it's a really good play pattern with the Armada toys. And I especially love how Megatron, who's like king of destruction, he has a knife in his hand, but you can only activate it with a minicon. He can't just like pick up a knife from somewhere else. It has to be a special minicon activated knife. Yeah, that is the most like Megatron thing ever. Like a a shiv, you need an unwilling servant to activate. Yeah. (laughs) You ever seen that Uh, video that's like... um... It's like a clip from I want to say like behind the scenes stuff of like the on like the up Blu-ray and Ed Asner is like there and he's like <laughs> hi I'm Ed Asner I mean he just gets out a fucking knife yeah. <laughs> just like pulls a knife really quick oh, God that was like my favorite fucking toy when I was a kid specifically because of that just like he's on the well, on the toy as well, you don't need the minicon to activate it. It's not oh, got yeah. a trigger in it. So you can just activate the knife without the minicon. But it's yeah. still, like, in character that yeah. it's just awkward that he can't stab anybody unless someone helps him. <laughs> That's another thing I wanted to mention really quick is that um, that thing about the antlers. When I was a kid, I thought the antlers looked really stupid, so I just pull them off. <gasps> no! <laughs> I don't feel that way now. Yeah, stupid. But I, yeah, I do like, like they are stupid, but I like them now. I do. There's a person on Tumblr, I can't remember their URL, but they drew, like, Armada Megatron and R.I.D. Thunderhoof, like, fighting like deers do. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. their antlers together. I think I've seen that. Um, there good. needs to be more antlers in Transformers. I don't care who wears them, there just needs to be more of them. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, that's a movement oh. I can get behind. Transformers Siege Series 2, everyone has antlers for no reason. Hey, uh, give RC some antlers. I want her to have yes. antlers, though. She would look amazing with antlers. Oh. She'd be able I to see. stab so many people simultaneously. I know. <laughs> hey, um, can we talk about the, uh, like, unless you've got more to say about your Megatrons, I mean. Nope, no, I'm trying, I'm trying to rein it in. <laughs> I've talked about, like, three, even though I promised to talk about one, so it's fine. <laughs> That's fair. It's valid. We we lo- we know you and we love you. Um, <laughs> but I guess I just wanted to talk about because because um, this is a Transformers podcast. The IDW uh, Transformers universe uh, came to an end. Mm. Yeah. And you know, bittersweet. You know, sad. But it was a very, very, very good. Like, like wasn't it good? Wasn't it good? Y- yeah. You. I think you. Yeah. Unicron finale. And Ultimate Prime finale, it was just like, it felt like the send-off that, you know, we all deserve, that we all needed so badly. Oh, yeah. It's like, because, like, it, you know, it's no secret to the frequent listeners that, like, I'm, I, at least, I'm not a huge fan of uh, the way Lost Light is, or oh, was. Oh, yes. We have, we have talked some, some famous shit now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a t-shirt and everything. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, James. But not really. <laughs> this was everything that I thought the Lost Light ending missed out on. Mm. Because it is, like, sincerely a good send-off, and, like, it acknowledges it acknowledges all the faults, I guess, in the characters, not in the storytelling, in the characters, and 
there's like appropriate consequences and even though it's bittersweet it still feels like a good ending and everything everything happened for a good reason it was really nice it was really nice and yeah. uh that was unicron 6 of course uh and optimus prime 25 which is basically like an epilogue and it's very good and sweet and makes me smile for several reasons like um Actually, a uh, friend of the show, friend of ours, Jen apparently on Twitter, uh, at Jen apparently, uh, our good friend uh, Jen, actually contributed to that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah, that kind of plays into something I want to discuss in just a, a hot sec. But, like, uh, RC is basically uh, a trans woman, like, officially, and has been acknowledged as such by the writers. And even though it was a really shitty, like, way of starting it off back in, like, 2011? When Spotlight RC came out, the right. god, the godless, lawless era of Phase One. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not all been, you know, it's not all, it's, it's not all been fucking sunshine and rainbows. It, it was, it was basically all the problems with that are rectified, and specifically, there's a part in Optimus Prime 25 where RC talks about being a trans woman. And that's the part that uh, our friend Jen uh, helped on as a consultant, pretty much. It's basically like uh, John Barber like got in touch with her and was like, I want to do this right, from what I can tell. But like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously an actual trans woman's perspective, because Jen herself was trans, obviously. And it's really, really sweet to see something like that happen in a comic for IDW about Transformers, yeah. if you know anything about the problems I've had with Lost Light and mm. in, the, in that respect, you know? Yeah. Essentially, Jen made it so... Basically, Jen contextualized this, what was essentially, you could describe it as, like, I don't know, like, almost a headcanon, and it's contextualized it now as, like, bona fide, like, fact... And I think that's something that I've always really wanted in Transformers as a trans woman. And it makes me really happy to, you know, like, that's probably my favorite. Um, Like, because, you know, I do give Lost Light a lot of shit, like I mentioned. But I mean, you know, when um, when Lug and Anode were introduced, I was very, very happy. Yeah, and I think um, J-Roll J- also did have, like, an essentially, like, a sensitivity reader for that as well. Like, he did talk to another trans woman. I think I think she goes by, like, Positronic Woman or something like that. Um, yeah. To, to get, like, Anode's thing all straight as well. I'm not someone who reads IDW, and obviously I'm, I'm not a trans person. I consider myself an ally. But I like that they've managed to take something so that Simon Her- Simon Berman wrote as so horrendous, and they've actually made something nice and beautiful out of it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they haven't just like swept it under the rug or pretended like it didn't happen. They fixed it, which yeah. is good. It's like they kind of took this thing, which was like the thing we don't talk about, so, you know, spotlight RC, best not touch it, and they turned it into like I, I think the definitive RC now. IDW yeah. RC is the RC by which other RCs will be judged. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, that probably means she won't be in like a mainstream like television show or anything for kids for a while. Not because no. she's a trans woman, but yeah, because yeah. she's very violent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, maybe she can be in the next live-action movie. You know, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. When's the RC movie? Sam RC movie. Apparently, women are taking over everything, so we might as well do it in style. Oh yeah, absolutely. But that's that's something I, I also wanted to bring up is because um, because like you said, Umar, Spotlight RC was like this thing that nobody ever acknowledged, pretty much. 
because it was so fucked and like nobody even knew where to start with it you know but i guess there are some people that take that particular issue to heart for rc's characterization and who she is because oh my god fuck so that's the thing um jen who we mentioned what you know she consulted on the issue she didn't write it it wasn't her idea but she consulted and she basically got this one I'm not going to, like, name names or, like, you know, tell you, like, about, oh, this particular person or not. But, like, basically, you know, someone basically went after her on Twitter and was like, you've ruined this character. And not for, like, the typical, like, transphobic reasons either. I think it was, like, a – because I guess they saw that because of the forceful transition in Spotlight RC means that RC actually identified as a man and was, like, forced into being a woman. So it's, like, a trans man allegory. Like – Firstly, it's like, okay, there's like so much wrong with that. I don't even I don't even want to get into it. But the fact that you would take like Simon Furman's shitty writing from fucking seven years ago and you take that as like gospel and then when an actual like fucking, you know, trans person like consults and like it's written in a way that is competent and respectful and isn't just like blatant like misogynist fanboy bait, you know, like <laughs> what g- girls don't need to be in in robot comics. Oh, let's let's make girls an invention. Yeah, I I do not think Simon Furman has ever had a sensitivity reader to read. The, the fact that he was allowed to fuck up RC not once but twice is yeah. also quite telling as well because he was the one who fucked up her comic origin way back in Marvel as well. Yeah. I love how like the cartoon which was made for kids is just like yeah, there's girl ones. Whereas the comics were like, no, we have to explain why there are girl ones because they won't just accept that there are girl ones. Yeah, because I and then you switch I... back to the cartoon, it's like there's just girl ones; they just exist. <laughs> Which one? Because I remember when Married Scott they re like they reintroduced female Transformers with like Windblade and Chromia and Nautica. She said the most like mild, it was yeah, like, very clear that in an interview. She was very, very clearly not saying Simon Furman is a misogynist asshole, which is very diplomatic of her because I'm pretty convinced that he is one. Yeah, I would definitely say that. And hey, Simon Furman, if you're listening, fuck you. Simon, <laughs> Simon Furman just threw an absolute fucking jab where he was just like, oh, apparently I'm a misogynist now. And it's like, what do you mean now, Simon? <laughs> yeah, he, you always have been. He just mate. threw the most absolute tanty about mild yeah. the mildest of criticism and it's you know fuck him. It's white dudes all over isn't it <laughs> forever yeah there's a lot of it about whatever form idw takes from here on i hope and pray that he's never involved again because and obviously yeah. this is like this is like subjective but i don't think he's a very good writer yeah i've never he, actually really enjoyed his writing he kind of just has like one thing and it's like oh look at this character that from your childhood uh i've killed them and he's like like i've said it before i don't know if i've said it particularly on this on this podcast before i probably have the thing that everyone's like oh simon Furman, oh he's great have you you know it's how he always says the same things in his writing oh that's really that's really cute isn't it it's like no that just means he's not creative not yeah yeah it's like it's like look i get it if you wrote comics for as long as he has you'd probably repeat a few things now and then in you know different storylines but like he's got like five phrases yeah yeah. And he uses them all, like, over and over. But this isn't about Simon Furman. I don't want to fucking... I don't want to even think about Simon Furman no more. Um, I just Simon think it's... Furman from the podcast. Yeah, we yeah. Come on the p- podcast so that I can kick your ass. Um... <laughs> you just roast him for the whole time. Like, <laughs> boy! 
Simon Furman, fight me IRL. <laughs> you fucking bald rat. Anyway, yeah, it just fucking, it just really, like, it made me so hurt, I guess, that someone would take his horrendous writing of not just a woman, but of, like, butchering of, like, just and just the concept of women transformers or, like, tra- uh, they're, they're trans at all, but there's even, like, a thing where, like, they change genders or anything like that. Someone would take that over what, like, an actual... Someone who actually is doing this, in, like, in, in good faith with other people, you know, consulting on it, and it's just... It just really fucking bugs me. Like, really. Because, like... Firstly, Jen's a wonderful person. If you don't follow Jen, like, at Jen, yeah, apparently. Yeah, she absolutely is. She's a ray yeah. of sunshine yeah. in the uh, general hellscape that is the, the yeah. timeline. The definition of wholesome, if you just open a dictionary, it's just her avatar just there in the dictionary. That's true. That's true. I think she's in Tokyo right now. We're, we're recording this on, like, 25th. I, I, I think yeah. she's on her way back. She's oh, right, right. Currently on her way back from her honeymoon in Japan. Congratulations, Jen. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Like I, I uh, like I said, I, I'm not I'm not gonna name names, but it's just like you know, um, it's a really ridiculously bad take, and I had to mention it because you know, how could no, I not? You you did bring it up with us like before we recorded that you wanted to talk about it, and I think like we all agreed that it's the kind of thing that should be touched on. Yeah, I I didn't like I I can't understand. I mean, obviously, like you know, we're all out here, we've got like our own experiences and stuff. I can't understand like preferring like as as a trans person preferring. Simon Furman's take on it it's like over John Barber's even just in the you know insofar as that you know you've got someone who's trying versus mm. someone who would be offended at the very idea that they would have to try mm. yeah. yeah like let's let's be real okay like sp- not just Spotlight RC but like her origin in what was it Prime's Rib oh god oh. <laughs> That's, that title should fucking tell you everything you need to know um, <laughs> yeah but fucking, uh, yeah, Prime's Rib and uh, Spotlight RC. It's just a fucking joke, isn't it? Like, he's just like, ha-ha, they're, they're, women are ridiculous and manic, and they've got no fucking, you know, got no place in a rational society. They're <laughs> robots, so of course they're 100% logical. So they wouldn't have girl ones, and when you make one a girl, then they go fucking mental. Well, yeah. imagine that. Fuck you, dude. I know I said I didn't want to think about him, but like, he kind of cre- <laughs> yeah. cre- crept no. back into my it's, mind like a cancer. It's it's entirely or a squeeze back. <laughs> callbacks. Uh, it's entirely understandable. I'm kind of I'm like out of the loop with IDW stuff because I don't have a local comic shop anymore, and I've mm. just not <laughs> I've not like sorted out a replacement. But I've just kind of been like, good luck. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> it's been mixed from what I can tell, but. Um, <laughs> I, I've really, like, enjoyed, like, the last few years of IGW comics. I mean, I started reading with, like, like a lot of people, I started reading with Last Stand of the Wreckers. And oh, yeah. that, you know, from, if you take that as a starting point. <laughs> it's the, it's good shit. It's Nick Roche a... is a fantastic, um, writer and artist. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty sweet ride from then on. I'm not gonna, you know, I, I just, I just want to say really quick, I know... Uh, James Roberts also did co-write uh, Last Stand, so I'm not saying I don't want to diminish his actual good stuff. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not biased. Yeah, no, um, you're just a hipster. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 only, I like the older stuff. No, that that is understandable. I just, I, I think the main reason though is I wanted to bring this up because IDW obviously it's been at play for what? How many years now? It's beaten the original comic, hasn't it? It's that's the longest running Transformers continuity. 
Yeah. Uh, At least 10 years. I'm not sure. Yeah, gotta be. I think it might even be like 12 or 13. I I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I'm not going to... It's got to be getting close to like 15 years or something mental. Yeah. Mm. And this is a really, you know, it's an amazing place to stop and reboot. Oh my God. Oh my God, you guys. Uh, the Transformers Infiltration kicked off in 2000 and goddamn five. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Cheesy, uh, crazy. What? Are you even a Transformers fan then? Jesus. You were what was that? What was, you were what was, all what was, in what was, school then? Jesus. What, what, was, was, the, what was the month? October. Oh October 19th. God. Dude, it's been a little over like 13 years. That's I was doing my GCSEs. I was, I was like <laughs> worrying about my sats. Looking forward to Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably time. It's probably time because obviously, like you know, my my biggest problem with like cape shit comics is like I say that like I don't like them. I do, but uh, my biggest problem with them is that it's always like fucking like decade spanning storylines that you have to know all the minutiae of. And I think yeah. for Transformers, you know, we don't need that. We don't need that. So it's, it's a good place. Every, to stop. Everything's already been happening for millions of years in Transformers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We don't need fucking, yeah, we don't need to literally be fucking catching up on millions of years worth of fucking books. In closing, I guess, I really want to say thank you to everyone who, like, wrote it. Not Simon Furman. Like, I know that he did a lot of the stuff in Phase 1, but Phase 1 kind of sucked, and I'm not going to forgive him for the RC shit. A lot of the best stuff in Phase 2 was quietly or not so quietly dispensing with a lot of the stuff from Phase 1. Absolutely. But yeah, uh... You know, all the all the artists, Sarah Stone, Sarah Peter Doroche, Nick Roche again, um, Kay Zama, Jack Lawrence, Jack Lawrence. Alex Milne, Livio Remondelli, you know, just a, 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 it's, it's, it's a tremendous body of work. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'm glad that it's getting the send off that it did, because honestly, you know, I'll be sad to see it go. But I think, it's like I said, it's time. It's time. And uh, Unicron 6 and OP25, it like it wraps it all up in a really nice bow. You know, like all yeah. the stuff leading up to for the last couple of years, like with Optimus's uh, portrayal and like colonies with Starscream, Windblade, um, minor characters like uh, Slide and, um, you know, the other colonists, uh, Victorion, you know, all that stuff. It like it, it all adds, adds up together and it's just it's good, man. <laughs> yeah, the IW finale gave me the same feelings as... Um... The TFN comic for Transformers Animated, the trial and error, it was just like, ah, this is what I needed. Yeah. This is like... Closure. I could could finally... Yeah, closure. I could finally say goodbye. And I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people, like, generally have been very... Have been worried, and I think... And understandably so, because this is something that hasn't happened for the comics. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, people be like, oh, no, what's going to happen now? Is all the interesting stuff going to go away? Are all the interesting people going to go away that have made this fandom so much more interesting recently? Um, and I'm going to say no. I, I don't think so. Like, I said this before, but you can't, you can't unbottle this genie. The face mm-hmm. of the Transformers brand has been so radically shifted in, since Phase 2 that mm-hmm. I think G1 no longer means what it meant. Transformers no longer means what it meant, and you know even even you know I, I have hundred percent confidence that whoever the baton gets passed to, they're gonna do a, a cracking job with it. They're gonna kind of mm-hmm. do the same stuff they've been doing, but better and without the baggage of stuff from two thousand and goddamn five. Jesus Christ, <laughs> amen. Like, 
like I feel like what they're going to do with this is focus on the stuff that everyone likes and condense it down into something that's more manageable and maybe more you know more accessible for people for more people who want to enter the fandom. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but even if worst case scenario it turns out to be complete dog shit. Well, you know, look down at your hands. The baton's been there the whole time. You know, it, it, it's never been just about one creative team or one comic or one series. It's always been about us, the fandom, creating, sharing things, enjoying things together. So, you know, whatever happens, we'll always have each other. And I think we do what we always do, we, we've always done, which is transform. And fuck, I was going to say, I guess I have to finish it now, but roll out. <laughs> just to make quite sense in a, in a human sense, but... Gamers rise up. <laughs> I feel like this should be a semi-translucent American flag like waving <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> it's, it's been really interesting to see people sort of like because like obviously like with IDW sort of putting a cap on the current like iteration of the comics it's like people have been sort of looking back and discovering stuff one of the things that I that people found was like there's a, a cover of like Galvatron and like on a pile of robot parts, and RC's like clinging to his leg like a oh, yeah. Frank Frazetta like Conan <laughs> maiden, and it's like that <laughs> yeah. for for many reasons now. Just... Yeah, like even when it came out, it was like, uh, why have you done yeah. that? I th- I think we can justify it now. She's clinging to his leg, saying like, "Mom said it's my turn to use the Xbox." <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I can imagine IWRC clinging to anyone's leg is if she's trying to pull it off. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> She's just trying to, like, sever the femoral artery with her bare hands. That's a, that's so in character. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, RC is trying to rip off her shithead brother's leg because he's drawn Which, badly. I mean, haven't we all been there? He put. He We've put, all been there. He put, We've all been there. He put an empty Sunny D bottle back in the fridge. Like, he, he keeps leaving fucking, fucking plates everywhere. Bastard. <laughs> So, like, RC uh, come down uh, in the morning and saw Galvatron fucking just drinking straight from the fucking milk jug. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, that's it. Right, he says, I've had enough. I, I wish I could say that hadn't happened in this household. <laughs> you all know my little brother too well, I think. Little brothers is the same. Little brothers is the same. <laughs> See, me, me and Becca are only children, and we're just sort of like, sure, I guess. Yeah, uh, like, yeah that, that's my dad that would have been doing that, but okay. <laughs> that's even worse. Your terrible dad. Your terrible, terrible dad who wishes for all your all your uh, vintage things to break. Fun fact: when he took over child keep uh, childcare duties from my mum, so I grew up with my dad being the one that stayed at home, my mum being the one who went out and worked. Uh, he didn't know how to cook. He tried, and he read, like, the packet instructions, but he did once serve me a slice of frozen pizza that was still frozen. Was and it? I felt so bad for him that I ate it. That says a lot about you. Was, was it at least on a stick? <laughs> no. It crunched, and it wasn't supposed to. And you were like, mmm. <laughs> like, it... Bone ape the tip. <laughs> Your gums are bleeding. <laughs> I like my. I, That's pretty a shop. He's like, he's like, do you like it? <laughs> yeah. Did I do a good job? Would you like not... some more? <laughs> yes, please. 
like, good cook now. He's a great cook now. He can outcook me now. But it was just like the first year was a bit rocky. <laughs> Man, I was uh... I was mostly raised by Minan, and Minan wasn't a very good cook. There's like there's so many foods that I thought I didn't like, and it turns out, oh no, wait, I actually do like this. I just you know I actually do like chicken. I just don't like chicken when it's been cooked so that it has the consistency of like a trainer. Yeah. Like, stuff did get hidden behind, like, the hi-fi in the dining room. Um, and presumably, you know, my, that was waiting for my family when they had to clear out the house after my nan passed. Um, they just, like, moved the hi-fi and it's like, why is there a pile of fossilised liver? Never never quite never quite to that level, but... I really like that there's probably people listening at this point who are just like... <laughs> I mean, it's interesting, but I've just been sitting here for five minutes listening to people talk about how they never ate good food growing up. I mean, we're British, so it it should be implied. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh... Personally, I think it was weird how in the Lost Light finale, Megatron looked directly at the audience and then chugged what we could definitely see was labelled spinal fluid. Oh, yeah! (laughs) And he said, and I quote, Gotta have these brains. Um, and like Rodimus was like, mate, what are you doing? He's like, no, gotta have these brains. Yeah, just like trying to wrestle it out of his hand. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have that good, good brain juice. But I did appreciate how in every panel, Hound was there and he said, I'm here and I'm alive. Even yeah. even yeah. when Hound was already in that panel, Jack Lawrence would just draw another Hound in saying, I'm here and I'm alive. <laughs> and I, felt I like, like that he had pipes like perched on his shoulder. Yeah. That was really and, cute. I feel like that wasn't J-Roll putting it. I think that was just Jack give, doing me one, just one more solid. <laughs> yeah. He's literally like, yeah, I see you. That's also what one of the like one of the panels where Hound was there. He didn't say, I'm here and I'm alive. He said, hey, Omar, I see you. <laughs> this one's yeah. just for you. This one's just for you. <laughs> Only you could see this panel. <laughs> Thanks for everything, Dad. Um, uh, and... Yeah, well, one last high five. As he's being ex- escorted out by security. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it was a finale, so they're supposed to be wrapping things up. So I don't get why he introduced this whole plot where Nautica was writing a comic called The Transformers Fandom. And oh, it fuck. turns out that we're all fictional characters. Like, why bring that up right at the end? I will say that actually was quite a weight off my mind. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Thank, oh, like thank nothing God. I ever someone, do matters. Someone, someone else has got the wheel. Thank, thank yeah. God for that. Yeah. You know, Maddie, I'm not an expert on, like, comic books, but I feel like that's literally what made, like, that one version of Gwenpool evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Have I been evil this whole time? Yeah! <laughs> this whole time? Well, how do you like that? <laughs> sort of, I'm sort of looking at my clothes now, and it's like, that is an awful lot of black what could really only be described as robes. So, <laughs> I am also wearing all black today, so I think I might have been the evil one as well. I am. I'm wearing a t-shirt with a guillotine on it that says "Bring it back." <laughs> I, I am... I'm wearing Christmas clothes. I'm the I'm, I'm the product placement. <laughs> what are you foolish? What are you foolish? It's the be 25th of November. You foolish fool. Be good, capitalists. Indulge. Indulge. Oh, no. Yeah, I think, Becky, you're the one nice villain. You're like the Scorpia. <laughs> yeah, you're the Scorpia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, this is a Transformers podcast. I, I can... We actually, can we talk for like t- 10 more hours about yeah, how good she is? 
It's it's kind of like I'm, I'm okay being being Scorpion. <laughs> it's like a supervillain organization, but they didn't have anybody who could do admin, so they had to like go through a temp agency. So there's all these <laughs> like supervillains, and there's just one really nice person in the jump who, <laughs> who just does the paperwork. Hello, <laughs> welcome to the Evil Horde. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Evil Horde. Is your orientation package? It's it's chaotic evil, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a pretty good point. Yeah. This is like a, this is like we we kind of trail off from the Naked Robots podcast and then like goes into like just us talking about Shira. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't seen it yet. I'm, oh shit! I'm saving it. Good. I was gonna say because there actually is a bit in Shira about orientation. Well, now I good. have to watch it. Yeah, well, um... yeah, as if you weren't gonna. Yeah. Now that I know that there's, a, there's that good, good admin action, <laughs> that's presumably going to be replicated as like an action feature on a toy <laughs> with real clipboard action. How do we end these? I've forgotten. Um, Shout out some recommendations. Who has recommendations? Read Unicron and then also Optimus Prime, especially the the last one. That's my rec. And maybe just read the Wrecker Saga again. Yeah, you know what? Just read. Just read. Wreckers books. I, I still haven't read Requiem. I'm sorry. Oh, you fool. I'm Good. Hey, everyone, open up your like your phone, um, and you open up your Find Nick Roche app because there's a, that's an app on the app. <laughs> if you do that, you can actually go and find Nick Roche and just 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 give him a just give him a quid. Just give him a quid. Just like see him and he's in the pub and you're gonna be like, hey Nick, um, here's a quid for write, doing the, all the good writing on Requiem and all those. <laughs> And he'll be like, oh, thanks. Shout out to Nick Roche. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that is our shout out. Th- th- thank you, Nick, for being our unproblematic face. Yeah, apart from that weird bit about teat suckling. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, nobody's, nobody's perfect. <laughs> juicy, juicy fat milk. <laughs> You're going to have to link that video. That'll be our, like, shout out. That'll be our, like, shout out this time. Just, like... The video of Nick talking about suckling from the fandom teat, and then just like a conspicuous pause, and then James Jones be like, "What? <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a way with words the man has." Actually, yeah, I I think for this episode, it wouldn't it would be it would not be inappropriate to make a shout out to like various people who've been involved with the IDW Transformers. Yeah, so that you know the. the this one, this one's for you. Yeah, I think you know, just give them your love in whatever they may do from now. You know, just so give them some support, and um, just give give a big welcoming hug to whoever comes in next. Yeah, because I we all know that they're going to be trying their best, unless it's Simon Furman again. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be his brother, Byman Berman. <laughs> He's probably a little bit more sensitive. <laughs> with his with his um uh, with who is just his big head of hair. And his, like, big bushy moustache. <laughs> a great big bushy beard. <laughs> big bushy beard. <laughs> <laughs> so, a podcast just happened. <laughs> Fucked up, if true. Um, <laughs> so, this has been um, the Knackered Robots podcast. We, we put these out whenever we can. Uh, and I'm afraid you're just going to have to deal with that. Yeah, um, and unfortunately, we've timed this as being like right after Thanksgiving. So when this, when this episode goes up in January, people are going to be very confused. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really have a sign off, do we? Like we haven't uh, like, we haven't really been doing this one this thing long enough. To just... We're just 
Say we just say <laughs> dumb stuff until Matty cuts it off. Yeah, we just keep going until I think that would be an appropriate chunk to end the show. But I think this time we are actually going to actually do a proper finish. So, uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't and you're still listening to it, then that's on you. I'm involved. Uh, I'm joined by Becca and Erica and Umar, and I couldn't ask for a, a nicer collection of co-hosts. Mm-hmm. And you should look for their information in the episode description where you can find their co-fees if you perhaps if like if you've already given nick roach a quid this month (laughs) on the find the nick roach app and you have like further quids that you maybe want to do something with maybe you know buy a coffee for our helpful team members who don't who are waiting to take your calls just a heads up do not get it confused with the fight nick roach app because once he (laughs) Once he yeah. started, he cannot stop. Yeah, it's true. You, he will, he will, he will rip you in half. He, he, he becomes the Japanese like... bullet train of <laughs> he like, fighting comic comic. He, he like turns into a massive demon, like the guy from Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> you think you can get away, but you can't. Why do we? Yeah, you... Why do we even have that app? He has a special attack called the Nick Rope, where he like <laughs> he uh, he lassos you and pulls you in like Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking stupid. All right, that's where I'm ending the show. Stop, Fucking bye. 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 Gherkin, you thought we forgot, but I see you. Only you can hear this part of the podcast. It's on a frequency only pickles can hear, and I want you to know.